Coming up, the Rangers shock the Stars and the Bruins take a rare loss at home. This is Locked On Game to Game NHL. Every game, every team, every angle. Locked On Game to Game, your team every day. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game NHL local experts joining us to go over the biggest stories on the ice. I am your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Seattle Kraken shut out the Bruins with three goals in Boston, giving Boston its first regulation loss at home all season long. Locked On Kraken tells us how Seattle made that happen. The Seattle Kraken take down the Boston Bruins at TD Garden. My name is Erica L. Ayala. I'm coming to you live from Boston, where the Seattle Kraken, the road dogs that they are, take down the Bruins 3-0. We had goals from Tolvanen and Tanev, including the empty netter to make it 3-0. Martin Jones with another shutout performance. After the game, Jones told us in the media scrum he felt this was likely the most complete game that the Seattle Kraken have played all season. We heard from Dave Haxtell, who felt that although we weren't able to convert on the power play, that that the first two power plays in the first frame really helped build the momentum and get the team sharp for what they needed to do defensively on, on the forecheck to be able to slow down Boston, and that's exactly what we did. We'll talk about it more on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Kraken, which, of course, is also going to be a Firebirds Friday episode. You're not going to want to miss it. Kyle Connor scored a tie-breaking goal for the Jets to hand the Sabres their third straight loss. Locked on Jets recaps that road win for Winnipeg. Friends, the Winnipeg Jets won a very tightly contested game against the Buffalo Sabres 4-2. It wasn't a pretty win, and Winnipeg might not be thrilled with some of the defensive performances, but Connor Hellebuck stood tall, and the Jets were absolutely clinical when the Sabres made mistakes. It was a really fun game, a very end-to-end affair, and while you know the Sabres did start to take over towards the end, Winnipeg still came away with both points thanks to some valiant individual efforts and you know a very explosive finale with Hellebuck having to uh, really, really put on his full Vezina caliber mode. We'll talk deeper about some of the fun things we noticed in this game against the Sabres on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. I am Harrison Lee. I will see you folks at Locked On Jets. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go. The Hurricanes beat up on the Blue Jackets with six goals on Thursday and our Locked On Blue Jackets host goes over that defeat. Stop me if you've heard this one before. The Blue Jackets lose and uh, another player gets hurt. Hooray. Jay Foster, Locked On Blue Jackets. Uh, the Blue Jackets lose 6-2 to the Carolina Hurricanes after kind of being in it for most of the game. They do that Blue Jacket thing of just falling apart at the last minute. It's been the story of the season. And on his first game back from missing like 20 games with a broken ankle, Nick Blankenberg blocks a shot, goes down. Leg, ankle, foot, couldn't put much weight on it. Uh, I think that's feels like bad news. So that's... Uh, that's that. You know, Kupasalo allowed a goal without when he was not wearing a mask because apparently they don't have to uh, stop play if the other team has possession, which feels like a silly rule. But hey, what do I know? I'm not an NHL person. I just hosted on podcasts. So we can talk about those things and more on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. <laughs> The Red Wings won at home on Thursday with four goals. The game winner coming from Robbie Fabry just a week into his return from injury. Locked on Red Wings has more after Detroit's win at home. 
For the first time this decade, the Detroit Red Wings have beaten the Toronto Maple Leafs, and it's the first time in regulation since 2017, winning 4-1 to in what was just a well-rounded good game. Not a perfect game, but a really well-rounded good game, Scotty. Absolutely. I mean, they, you know, Lalone talked about how the last game against Winnipeg, despite the win, was still one of the worst games the team has played so far this season. And I think they followed up with easily one of the best. And I think there's a legitimate argument that it is the best game that the Red Wings have played all season. I, I mean, uh, an unbelievable performance uh, from a lot in the defensive zone, which is something that we haven't seen too terribly much of. Still some needs for improvement at points for sure, but it was a good defensive performance, really good sets in the offensive zone, uh, special teams, uh, goaltending all around, man. Really good game. Catch our full recap on Lockdown Red Wings. Cole Caulfield scored a pair of goals on the power play to help the Canadians beat the Predators in Montreal. Lockdown Predators looks at what happened in that Nashville loss. Yaroslav Askarov made his NHL debut tonight in net for the Nashville Predators as they faced off against the Montreal Canadiens in their final game of a five-game road trip. Hi, everyone. I'm Ann Kimmel from Locked on Predators. The 20-year-old Russian goaltender was recalled from Milwaukee yesterday and got the start in net tonight in place of backup Kevin Lankinen, who was unable to play in this second game of a Predators back-to-back. Despite a 4-3 loss. It was a solid first outing for a goaltender who has only played 22 games in the AHL this season and in the previous season saw very limited ice time in the KHL before he came to North America. Eskarov made 31 saves on 35 shots, and he got to show off his bold and confident style of play. Now, it may have ultimately cost him a goal in the first period, but he also came up with a handful of point-blank saves that highlighted just why the Nashville Predators selected him in the first round of the 2020 draft. Now, the Predators did not play as well in front of Iskarov as they needed to. It was a sloppy performance by the team who handed the Canadians three power play chances and watched as Cole Caulfield capitalized on two of them. Nashville looked tired and played very unstructured. They just did not deserve to get the win tonight. The Predators head home to regroup and they will face off against the Buffalo Sabres Saturday night. Coming up, the reigning champs lose to a last place team. This is Locked On Game to Game, NHL. Today's edition of Locked On Game to Game is brought to you by Built Bar. They are the best tasting protein bars on the market. They come in dozens of different flavors, but they're all made with 100% real chocolate. That's probably why they taste so great. I personally really like the puffs, which are made with the protein infused marshmallow. They are, of course, high in protein, but low in fat, low in sugar, low in carbs. If you head over to built.com, you can use our promo code LOCKED15. That will get you 15% off your order. So just put in that promo code LOCK15 when you head over to built.com to get your discount. Welcome back. You're listening to Locked On Game to Game NHL. I'm Kenani Stevens. Thank you so much for making Locked On your first listen every weekday. New York Rangers shocked the Dallas Stars last night. New York didn't score until there was less than a second to play in regulation. And then Adam Fox scored the game winner in overtime. Locked On Stars and Rangers recapped the stunner. The Dallas Stars suffer an overtime loss to the New York Rangers in one of the most painful fashions you'll see all season. Hey, everybody, Dane Lewis with Locked On Stars. And 
literally until the last second. The Stars had a 1-0 shutout win in hand until Keandre Miller slips the puck past Jake Ottinger with .9 seconds remaining on the clock. The Rangers force overtime in the final second, and then Adam Fox scores the game-winning goal to send the Stars home with a bitter taste in their mouths. They do get a point from this game, but this is a game where they absolutely should have gotten two and carried a little bit of momentum coming off of a two-game road trip in which they collect four out of four points. Still some good things in this game. Jake Gottinger, yet again, fantastic in this game, saving 29 of 31 shots. Tyler Sagan got his 10th goal of the season on the power play. Uh, a, a beautiful play from Sagan to take advantage of a wide open slot. Certainly not the ending that the Stars or their fans or really anyone following this team wanted. Uh, but, I mean, that's the sport of hockey sometimes. It's cruel and unusual, but it, at least it wasn't completely for nothing. The Stars do manage to get a point out of this game, maintaining a two-point distance between themselves and the Winnipeg Jets for first place in the Central Division. And they'll be heading back home to Texas for a game against the Calgary Flames on Saturday. And if you need any extra motivation to go against a team that knocked you out in the playoffs... You probably shouldn't be there. And so I expect the Stars to come out with a ton of energy and a ton of intensity for that game. We'll talk about Thursday's overtime loss on Friday's episode of Locked on Stars. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast absolutely free. Neither the Wild or the Islanders could find much of a rhythm on offense early, but Minnesota ended up exploding for three goals in the last period to take care of business and beat New York. Locked on hosts from both teams have more from Long Island. It looked like the Minnesota Wild were going to list to a one or two nothing loss. And then just like that, they got the win. Everybody, Seth Sopal, host of Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, recapping a three to one win for the Minnesota Wild over the New York Islanders. This was a trudge fest between two teams struggling offensively as the Wild were trailing one nothing into the third period on a bad shot from the top of the zone that took a weird bounce and got past Philip Gustafson. Then, Freddie Goudreau scores as Sorokin can't handle a shot right off the post that goes in for a shorthanded goal. Sam Steele adds a goal to make it 2-1, to one, and Kirill Kaprizov puts the finishing touches on with an empty netter himself. So the Wilds pick up a win that maybe they didn't deserve. For more on the Minnesota Wilds, make sure you're following Locked on Wilds wherever you listen to your podcasts. The New York Islanders fall to the Minnesota Wild 3-1. to one. Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders here. Not a good effort by the New York Islanders. There were 19 players on the ice. 18 of them did not deserve to win this game. The only exception was Ilya Sorokin, whose outstanding play gave the Islanders a chance, and they even held a 1-0 lead into the third period. But in the end, too many mistakes, too many bad penalties. A shorthanded goal ties it. The Islanders kept taking foolish penalties and, and making foolish plays, and Sorokin can only bail them out so many times. If this team doesn't start playing better soon, the playoffs are going to be a distant dream. For more, listen to and watch the Locked On Islanders podcast with me, Gil Martin, wherever you get your podcasts. Walker Dewar's first NHL goal sparked four goals on offense from the Flames in the last 25 minutes of play as Calgary won in St. Louis. Locked on Flames is happy to go over a regulation win. 
Say It Ain't So. The Calgary Flames won 4-1 over the St. Louis Blues after playing them two times in three days. Hello everyone and I'm Jess Belmosto here from Locked On Flames and it is a delight to tell you that the Flames won in regulation, mind you, after losing two straight in overtime and it feels good to be back. Dylan Dubé had two goals, uh, Blake Coleman scored and it's just, you know, a miracle on ice and Walker Dewar, hello, Walker Dewar got his first NHL goal. It was just a pleasure to see all of the, the not just the, the number of shots, but the quality of shots, the relentlessness on the puck. Lucic, I'm talking to you, and Dan Vladar's performance as well. Chef's kiss all around. I have never said a bad thing or a critical thing about this team in my entire tenure here at Locked on Flames. The reigning champion Avalanche lost to the last place Chicago Blackhawks on Thursday. The locked on hosts from both teams go over that improbable upset. Just how bad can it get for the Colorado Avalanche? Well, they drop their latest game to the worst team in the NHL in the Chicago Blackhawks. They lose this thing three to two. They had a goal pretty late in the third. It got reversed on a goaltender interference call and the Avs just couldn't find another goal and it's just another questionable game by the defending champions this one has you scratching your head one win in their last seven games they haven't scored a power play goal since abraham lincoln was president the (laughs) defending stanley cup champions are not good where do they go from here they just got to keep plugging They, they they know they have a good team But the good team is just not playing well right now. And if they can get the power play going, which has been atrocious, that's a step in the right direction. But it just seems right now everything is just off for the avalanche. And you keep expecting them to just flip a switch, and it just has not happened yet. This is a bad, bad loss for the Avs. What's up, everyone? Jack Bushman from Lockdown Blackhawks here. Believe it or not, the Chicago Blackhawks extended their winning streak to three games tonight with a 3-2 win over the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. The third consecutive game that Patrick Kane has missed, third consecutive game the Blackhawks have won. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The Blackhawks found another way to win tonight, though, behind a huge game from their PK. It went 5-5. Five for five. Peter Morazic was also spectacular in that to pick up his second win since mid-October. Great to see Morazic back in the W column, and the Hawks keep rolling, beating the Avalanche 3-2. to two. For more coverage on this victory by the Blackhawks, check out tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Five different goal scorers for the Senators on Thursday got Ottawa past Arizona, and our Lockdown Senators host goes over that victory. Hometown kid plays hero. I'm Ross Levitan from Lockdown Senators, recapping a 5-3 Sens road win in Arizona, where Mark Kastelik scored a goal in front of friends and family. That goal, his first in 10 games, turned out to be the game winner, assisted by Jake Sanderson, who had two on the night and a huge block late in this game. The Senators jumped out to a 2-0 first period lead, in part thanks to Clayton Keller's five-minute game misconduct for cross-checking Eric Brandstrom. The Sens' power play went one for four. They also gave up a goal on Arizona's power play. This game is the first of a three-game road trip, so we'll get into it a lot more on tomorrow's Locked On Senators ahead. 
of a date in Colorado against the defending Stanley Cup champs. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Game to Game NHL. Thank you for making Locked On your first listen every single weekday. Now make sure you're subscribed to Locked On NHL and of course your favorite team's Locked On podcast here on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts from. I'm Kenani Stevens. This has been Locked On Game to Game.